seems unapproachable now I'm judging not knowing what to do Welcome to the Strictly Personal Podcast. I'm J.P. Batum, your host. Our theme and our message is intended to be a wide open forum. My father, the late John Batum, Hall of Fame broadcaster, started the Strictly Personal Commentary show back in the late 90s. This is my attempt to keep that going. Throughout the many podcasts, I will be highlighting different audio clips of his broadcast history. I will hope you will enjoy that. Our commentary, relevant and interesting, all the while we will be hosting different guests along the way. All of the commentary provided is strictly personal, and with all that, let's get started. My guest today is Stephen Burroughs, known better as Stevie B. Anyways, we'll find out a little bit about him, but uh, a musical legend, no doubt, and uh, a good friend of mine and someone I met in the last uh, five or six years, and we've become good friends, and uh, we're going to catch up with him. In the meantime, let's listen in on John Battle. It has been called a day of infamy. November 22nd, 1963, the day an assassin's bullet tore into the President of the United States. It was 12.30, a fall noon hour in Dallas, a noon hour full of sunshine and cheering crowds. Shots were fired from the Texas School Book Depository, and a nation and those in the free world were shocked into a moment in history. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, President of the United States, was shot. 
Thirty agonizing minutes later, the world heard these unbelievable words. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, is dead. The President is dead. Let us pray. For millions, time stood still. Thirty years later, the shock and memory of that day remains. I, like many of you, can remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when those shots rang out in Dallas. It was on January 2nd, 1960, that Senator John Fitzgerald Kennedy announced he was a candidate for president. I'm announcing today my candidacy for the presidency of the United States. It was an incredible campaign. Kennedy versus Richard Nixon. It was a new style of campaign, flash and glamour and television. And on January 20th, 1961, John Kennedy was sworn in as the 35th president of the United States. You, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, do solemnly swear. I, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, do solemnly swear. That you will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States. That I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States. In Kennedy's inaugural address, he spoke about the start of a new era in U.S. leadership and that his goal would take time to accomplish. All this will not be finished in the first 100 days, nor will it be finished in the first 1,000 days, nor in the life of this administration, nor even perhaps in our lifetime on this planet. But let us begin. Then, in his most animated style, one of his most famous lines. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. For Americans used to seeing a somber, dull kind of presidency, JFK and his wife Jackie appeared to blow away the overcast, letting in the sunshine. It wasn't all glamour and White House parties, far from it. There were tough economic issues, the spectacle of civil rights protests that reached crisis proportions. There was the Cold War threatening to heat up under Khrushchev, and there was the Bay of Pigs Cuban fiasco. The Russians were taking over the space program, and in September of 1962, President Kennedy surprised even some of his closest advisors in this speech, setting out a very specific goal for the U.S. space program. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. Less than 30 days later, the president spoke to the nation. Chilling words. Offensive Soviet missiles have been sighted in Cuba. Within the past week, unmistakable evidence has established the fact that a series of offensive missile sites is now in preparation on that imprisoned island. It was a moment of resolve. Had the communists called Kennedy's bluff? Was no bluff. The Cuban island was surrounded. Soviet ships were to be stopped at any cost. As the world held its collective breath, it was Khrushchev who gave in. The missiles would be removed. In June of 1963, Kennedy went to Europe and to the divided city of Berlin. Hundreds of thousands cheered the U.S. president along his motorcade route. In full view of that hateful Berlin Wall, JFK spoke to a delirious mass of humanity 
and closed with these words. Today, in the world of freedom, the proudest boast is, Ich bin ein Millionaire. But back at home, the president was faced with the most pressing issue of civil rights. We are confronted primarily with a moral issue. It is as old as the scriptures and is as clear as the American Constitution. The heart of the question is whether all Americans are to be afforded equal rights and equal opportunities, whether we are going to treat our fellow Americans as we want to be treated. And then it was November the 22nd. 1963, and it was on to Dallas. Kennedy was to deliver a speech trying to rally feuding Texas Democrats. The noon hour crowds had gathered and were cheering as the open convertible with JFK, his wife Jackie, and Texas Governor and Mrs. John Connolly swung off Main to Houston Street and around the Dealey Plaza. And then it happened. Steve, how you doing? Yeah. How's it going? Going good, how are you? Good. Anyways, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, just thought we would right, well. uh, have a good chat, catch up a yeah. little bit. Yes, that'd be great. Yeah, Thank no, I was, I was, um, I guess you know we, you and uh, Jody and I got together on the weekend and we kind of had a good time and joked around. But uh, I was thinking again. I was thinking how we met. I think it was quite, uh, quite funny when we met at uh, Tin Cup. And a bunch of us, you know, I guess uh, we don't frequent there anymore, but uh, a bunch of us used to go there and uh, have a pretty good time. We used to all congregate at that one table. <laughs> yeah. used, used to remind me of uh, the, the TV show Cheers, you know, where everybody would meet yeah. at the bar. And <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And I always, I always remember you always had your favorite spot at that table. <laughs> You kind of go to your your go to spot, but you know that table was a table. I mean, you don't always get your same seat, but you kind of have your favorite, and you know those were the days. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's how I met you because you came in really with uh, a friend of yours that uh, you know used to come in with, and that's how I was uh, first introduced to you. Yeah, like I me, mean, you and I didn't even know each other at that time. And no. No, and, uh, no, I didn't know you at all, and then yeah. it just amalgamated into a few more people, and I can't remember how I met Jody, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it's kind of uh, a little bit blurry, because I think it was just where people were meeting people, and, you know, so-and-so to know so-and-so, but I think it was one night when we were out at, um, oh, I can't even remember the name of the um, watering hole, but it... Uh, yeah, we got introduced to him, and then, uh, yeah, he seemed like a good guy. We started uh, started seeing him more, and he just became one of the guys. But uh, I know that when I came out to the Tin Cup, I was coming out there with the invitation to, on Sunday afternoons, to watch the uh, NFL football because I was involved in a pool with Gord Hill and and a few, right. and, and, you know, and, uh, and Mike and... Uh, and a few, yeah. a few of the guys anyway. So that was sort of my uh, indoctrination to the uh, Tin Cup. But then I started to meet a bunch of you guys that would go there quite regularly. So, no, it was a great, uh, great, good times. And it was good meeting you at that point. And then uh, our friendship seemed to evolve from there. And uh, so uh, I found it, uh, it very interesting over the last while. Your life's evolved a little bit, but we'll come back to that. I wanted to just go back because I don't know a lot about your past, but I... I, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, are you originally from Oakville? 
Well, let's just say I've spent most of my life in Oakville. Um, we moved here from Mississauga. I think I was in grade two. Okay. All right. So pretty much a local, you know. Always. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah. you you were born in Ontario, obviously. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's so? What is the what's the heritage of your background uh, of your family? Well, we used to have a uh, framed family tree picture of sorts, which ended up. Um, I guess it was in too nice of a frame that was too expensive. Somebody broke into our cottage and stole the picture, probably <laughs> for the frame, not for the family tree. Yeah. And we never really talked much about the family tree history in our family, but I remember vividly that particular picture, I mean, unless I'm having some kind of dream or hallucinations of this existing, you know, it really just pointed out sort of the, the history was back to, you know, English, Scottish, Irish, and the one strange thing in there was Northern Ojibwe Indian. Really? Wow. And, and that was the part that always stood out to me because I could never figure out where that came from. And, you know... I mean, my mom's not around any longer to ask, and it's just not a normal conversation we've ever had in our family as to discuss our family tree. But I know that, you know, above and beyond that, on my dad's side, his dad, I believe it's his brother or brothers and uncles, they live in the States. Oh, okay. So I'm, and, I've, and I've seen them and heard them when I was younger, and they definitely are American accents. You can just tell by the way they talk. And they're uh, in Ohio. So I have a family percentage that's in the States. Not, huh. I don't know if I'm American at all, but I know that we're in the States as well. Very interesting. Yeah, so you've never, you've never wanted to pursue or try to find out more about that? Or? Well, the only thing that intrigued me was to sort out, you know, where did that Northern Ojibwe Indian part come from? Mm, yeah. Right? But it might, you know, it might explain maybe a little bit of a blend into... Uh, you know, I've got, you know, I don't have the Irish white, Scottish white, English white skin. Definitely have a little bit more of a uh, yellow skin type of thing. And I tan easy, so I'm thinking maybe the Northern Ojibwe Indian was, uh, you know, a well dark skin type figure. And that's mixed into our blood, giving me this, you know, the blue eyes, blonde hair. And, well, you said blonde hair. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the olive based skin that tans so easy. Because it's certainly not one of the traits that I know of from the Scottish and Irish people or right. English people. Yeah. Right? Well, at least but, you, at least you got hair. I mean, uh, you, you're keeping yeah, hair, but well, I, unlike I myself. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, my forehead gets a little bigger every haircut. Too. Yeah. Well, you've you've kept your hair pretty good. Uh, uh, well, that's interesting. And uh, you have, I think, I know you have a sister. Is there any other brothers or sisters or? No, only. Um, but the only person that's uh, living today is my sister, as far as siblings go. I had a short term with a brother in between her and I that um, just didn't make it long after birth. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, that's unfortunate. And so the, your, your sister and, and I guess your dad, you said your mom's no longer with you. So, uh, yeah. uh, so small family. Uh, what about uh, your, yourself? I mean, I know you were married at one point uh, and you have, I believe, two daughters. Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two daughters, Emily and Jessica, in their twenties, and uh, they just had. Uh, they were they're born four years and one day apart, November tenth and November eleventh. Yeah, yeah. So whatever the nine months before that is, my magical week. And the two daughters—that's great. I mean, 
Keeps you young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my uh, youngest daughter, she just had a baby boy. Oh, is that right? Okay, so you're you're now a grandfather uh, now. Wow. I'm now a grandfather. Yeah, and November eighth, she had a baby boy, and everybody's healthy as far as I know so far. And just uh, that's sort of it's different now this year with the COVID thing because haven't been able to really get together that much, and she's being very careful with the baby and doesn't really want anybody around and. You know, so I haven't, haven't really had the visits that I'd want to. And, you know, so that hopefully can change in the near future. But, um, yeah, yeah. Lots has lots of changed this year in particular for me. But, you know, I mean, yeah. life's never been a dull moment, really. <laughs> Well, lots of lots of things happening now. I know you grew up in Oakville, and I understand that you had a, a family business. And I guess the family—I don't know if everybody worked in the business, but uh, that was kind of uh, your growing up uh, in Oakville a, a little bit. But I, I guess uh, before we even touch on that, I think if I recall, you and I had a conversation at one point, and I understand that you were in in high school, a, a band, a rock and roll band. Yes, yes. It was, um, when we were, where I lived in Oakville, we lived on what we call Knox Landing. If you remember the old show, it was like a street that circled around and came back out. And right. on that street, there was a number of young guys, and we all hung out. And when we were uh, like 13, 14 years old, we were sitting out there one day, and I had already been playing, you know, self-taught some guitar and piano and you know, I was already into the guitar and I was already playing, you know, I don't know. I wasn't great, but I was, you know, learning the trade still. Yeah. And we were sitting there outside on one of our friend's front porch and we just all sort of got into the conversation of music and just said, why don't we start a band? You know, I know not that we don't all play instruments, but let's, let's, who wants to be involved? And then what instrument do you want to play? And so... The guys that wanted to be involved, there was four of us or five of us. I think it was four of us at the time. You know, I said, I have a guitar already, so I'll play guitar. And one of the guys picked drums. One of the guys picked bass. One of the guys picked guitar. And I said, okay, so everybody get instruments and take lessons and start practicing your instrument so we can get a band together. (laughs) So by the time we were in, like, a year later, we all had been taking lessons and getting better and then pick songs to learn and then we get together and start playing as a band and then we were basically the next year after that in high school and started doing dances at school and uh got quite a following because we would really most of our time was uh we go to school during the day but the focus was for those of us who played on team sports in the high school you know we'd yeah. go to hockey practice and right. play our hockey games and then you know, before that season started, it was football and football practice and football games. But every evening was, you know, get your homework done or whatever you needed to do. And after dinner, we're all going to meet and we're going to practice. And it was almost five, six nights a week we would practice as our band. But it paid off because we had a huge following as the next two, three years of high school went through. we do, you know, two, three dances minimum a year. And then we'd play at parties, wherever the house party was. Every weekend, we'd play at a house party for free. We just go set up our stuff and play for free, but just build our following and build our, you know, our sets up and get better and tighter and, you know, and so we did that through all of high school, but, you know, that was great fun. And then as life goes on and everybody gets through high school and, you know, different directions happen, it got tougher and tougher to keep a band together. Yeah. 
And then just basically one of my buddies and I that was in one of the bands, we just decided we wanted to keep playing and record. So we got recording equipment and we had a really, you know, really quite professional recording studio set up at home. And, uh, you know, we did that for quite a while and kept writing and he wrote a lot because he was a home, stay at home dad. He was a Mr. Mom. And, right. You know, kind of didn't get enough done in that regard for me and then life went on got married you know i mean you know life gets in the way and kind of was on the back burner for a number of years yeah and for for the benefit of our listeners i've had the advantage of knowing a little bit of background on this just because in at times that we've hung out and i've gone to your place i've seen some old photos i've listened to some old tunes that you've done and and uh uh, and also, uh, when we've gone out, you've been, uh, a, you know, a pretty avid uh, karaoke guy. So I know you can sing, and I know that your background in, uh, with that band was quite often the lead singer. And yeah. uh, it was quite, you know, you're you're quite good, and and it's uh, and it's uh, some of the pictures are quite entertaining to see. Uh, I mean, I saw the one where you had the red leather pants on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't leather; they were just they were actually white pants. Oh. And- And you know what? It's uh, it's uh, great that you have got that little bit of background in music, and, and you now you follow it. We uh, we joke around, and 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 often we'll call you Stevie B as your nickname, Stevie B. Much yeah. like a, um, I know that when we go to karaoke, they will announce uh, you coming to the stage. They'll go, please welcome to the stage, Stevie B. <laughs> That's right, yeah. They were... Right, and so I, I'm like, there's another Stevie B. <laughs> and I heard that there was a guy that called himself Stevie B in Burlington at karaoke. And I actually met him, this young, younger guy. And uh, we actually met and chatted, and I told him I'm, I also call myself Stevie B. And <laughs> I kind of challenged him to a sing-off on that night, and uh, <laughs> he kind of faded away a little bit. But... Um, I heard in Florida, I think it is, there's a guy that's a Stevie B. Now, there is there is a guy. Um, people know him. I never heard of him. I never knew there was a Stevie B. But, you know, I guess maybe I'll have to come up with a better name or a newer name or something else because uh, legally, I guess, I can't take that very far. Maybe yeah. it's okay in the local pubs, <laughs> the local karaoke. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working on uh, all the music material I'm writing now. I'm going to have to get from... Well, you have, yeah, I, I've, I've come to know you, and I know you've got a real real love for music, and uh, I know that you wanted to even go to school for, for music at one point, and it's, it's been quite a passion for you, and so all joking aside, uh, you're, you're an avid songwriter, and uh, it's maybe 
Uh, some people might view a little late in life to be chasing yeah. that, but it's uh, never too late, as uh, some people find out. So it's uh, and at the very least, like you say, hey, keeps it's fun for me. I enjoy it, and uh, yeah. And so yeah. Uh, we applaud you, and we applaud you to keep going at it. But uh, we, we I know, uh, I know you continue to uh, to write music and uh, do stuff in your basement. So that's good stuff. Yeah, I I need to do it. It's a, one. It's an outlet for me. Uh, opportunity to let the creative juices come out that, you know, whatever I find, because, you know, really some people meditate and some people do, you know, various things for stress release or escape, if you will. And for me, you know, between picking up a piece of paper and maybe just writing out lyric after lyric to sort out later, that in itself is like a form of an outlet, a release of, you know, getting things off your mind, you know. And then picking up the guitar and playing music and putting those words into an order of a song, you know, it's a magical thing. And then to bring it to the studio and build it from a vocal track in a, a guitar, acoustic guitar is what I use usually, and then building the drums and the bass and the whole, you know, the whole melodic structure and the chorus and the bridge, and, you know, doing all that stuff and arranging it and, you know, I mean, I wish I didn't have to do every single part, but right now I'm, you know, I'm a one-man show, writing, playing, recording, right. mixing, you know, producing, you know. But I know it can be done a lot better than what I do because it's hard to do everything really, really well. But, you know, I manage, I do what I can. But it's an outlet for me that really allows me to continue on with a passion that I've had never leave me. And, you know, there was many, many years in between that when I was younger and now where the music wasn't happening at all. Like a good, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, it was really dormant. And it's just never been able to go away. So getting back into it now, I go, hey, I know I'm older, but I'm not trying to do a tour and be a rock star and all that. I'm just writing for enjoyment and my pleasure. And if my friends like it, great. And, you know, I guess the next thing is uh, this year it forced me to do something new and I decided to go digital. So I'm trying to get everything written and put it in the digital domain. And then the next thing would be, uh, you know, maybe it's a, obviously yes, this year's almost over, but next year sometime maybe get it released, put it out there, and uh, expose it. Well, I think it's a it's a lot of time, it's a lot of hours, as you're you're obviously finding out and and, and know. But uh, um, we wish you well in that. I know that you'll continue to to produce that stuff, and we'll look forward to hearing it. That's uh, that's uh, yeah. You know. it, it's it's something that was always there, but I wasn't always active in it, right? But, you know, there was about a year and a bit ago, and I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was 2019. I don't think it was 2018, but I think it was, geez, I can't remember now. I know it's been a year, if not more. One day you were over at my house with a few friends, and I played you one of my old songs I had on a CD, that wasn't produced well. It was just written down and slapped down on a recording just so I wouldn't forget it. And really it spurred me on because your guys' reaction was like, wow, that's really, that's fantastic. Like, you guys really like the song. And I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I better get back to doing some of those songs. And you kind of gave me a little, a little push and encouragement in a sense to uh, get back into it instead of letting it all just sort of lay on, you know, wasted away and do nothing with it. Well, I'm glad it encouraged you because it was uh, it is a good song, and we'll we'll uh, go out on the podcast and uh, let our listeners hear it because it's a great song called "So Free," and uh, I know the one you're talking of, and I, it is one of my favorites. And uh, 
Yeah, that's an outstanding song, I think, anyways. But, uh, and, uh, you know, glad it inspired you to, to get more into it. But that was, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And Yeah, that was one I wrote like 25 years ago. Yeah, no, and, and, and it's funny because, it, you know, a lot of music to me, uh, some music is, is just timeless. And I think that's a, a timeless piece. So it's well done. You're, uh, you're, now, you're now in real estate. And uh, I've been, I have been for yeah, you've been in real estate twenty two years. Well, twenty two years, and and so you, that's your occupation. And I know that recently we don't, you and I don't see each other as often now because you made you made the big move out to Grimsby. Yes. So recently, yeah. yeah. So how was how are you finding Grimsby? It's quite nice, actually. I love uh, you know it's kind of like an old town. You know, there's that feeling. You know, you do have old-style downtown Grimsby, which is not big, but it's really it's really an older-feeling downtown. And, you know, it's the kind of place where a lot of times I used to make day trips and little tourist trips where I'd go to the older towns all the time, the touristy older towns, and want to go for a walk and be in that environment. Yeah. And I'm kind of going like, no wonder I'm in this environment in here now because I've always been attracted to it. And uh, this year, uh, just... The powers that be had me had to make moves, and I found myself finding a place out here. And you know, from a, a budget and equity building process, I think the values here are extremely have great potential for big gains because the pricing is just outside that big border of high end. You know, you get a lot more for your money, but I think the growth and the push of the growth of the economy and the population is surging out towards Stony Creek and. It's just next door is Grimsby, and it's already starting to filter in here. So I think long term, it's probably going to be a great decision. And I love the downtown, and I love where I'm at. I can walk to downtown in less than five minutes. And uh, yeah, it's 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 you and I talked about it. Been here a couple months, but yeah, we talked about that. I mean, you start looking at where the real estate is going, and you know, it's it's just pushed right out to Hamilton, and you know that it's. You know, uh, the Hamilton market now is catching up to the Burlington market, and so you know what's next. It's going to be Stony Creek and Grimsby, if if, yeah. if, not, if it's not already happening now. Already, and, already Stony Creek is yeah. already developing, and, you know, I mean, if you want to think further ahead, you look at Grimsby, and even beyond that, if you have more time, you might look at Beansville. Yeah. And you really want to get in somewhere that's probably going to end up having some real growth. Niagara Falls is, is going to definitely have a shift. Because the GO train is being built to go all the way to Niagara Falls, so yeah. and it's been able a, to go from Union Station to Niagara Falls. And and Niagara Falls has been a depressed town for so long. It'd be, yeah. be they they'd welcome any kind of growth there. I think at this point. Yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah. I, I don't know too many places where you can go buy the product you can get there, even though it might be older and it's maybe not as fancy. But you know, you're spending a third of the money that you would in Oakville. Yeah, for sure. For the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. So long term, I think. Uh, you know, even to any of our listeners or to you yourself, I think it's a good thing if you have the ability to hang on to something for a while and maybe rent it out. Going yeah. in this direction is uh, probably a wise thing for long term. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, and, and you know, your place that you've got there is quite something. I mean, you've got a really, really big lot, and you've got, uh, I mean, we're looking forward to doing some barbecues at your place uh, come, <laughs> come the warmer weather. That's for sure. It's, it's unfortunate that I moved in here right going into winter, but you're right. Like, I'm looking forward to uh, fires out in the back, down at the bottom of the hill, and, you know, a few beer skis on the elevated patio deck. And, uh, you know, it's not a big place, but uh, it's a cozy place, and 
you know, it lives within the means of the rooms I use is really what it is. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have anything extra. I have the rooms that I use from where I was, you know, so no longer extra bathrooms and extra bedrooms I don't use and, you know, extra stairs I don't need and extra hallways I don't need. And this is just the... Uh, yeah, you know what, and it's you know what I was I came out there just a week ago, and uh, you know what, twenty five minutes door to door, not bad at all, really. I mean, it's well, most it's all highway pretty much, but I mean, hey, why not? Twenty five minutes, you can't. Where else can you go in twenty five minutes anywhere? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, well, that's just it. I mean, where I'm at, I'm I'm literally a minute and a half off the highway. So, whoever comes to visit or if I go somewhere, a minute and a half, I'm on the highway, and the highway driving. You know, 20, 25 minutes, you're in Oakville and you're you're getting off at the whatever exit you're taking. You know, I go from my front door to my chiropractor, which is in Oakville, at, just off uh, QEW and Dorval. And if I do 100 kilometers exactly and I do that the entire way, door to door in 30 minutes, because I'm not speeding at all, I'm doing this, right? And that's yeah, yeah. past my cutoff that I would come and see you. Amazing, really, when you think about it. I mean, uh, so yeah, yeah I think you're you're absolutely right. I don't, don't. I think in the near future, you're going to see Grimsby uh, become a a hot spot if it isn't uh, already. But uh, yeah, so it's, you know, even though you are 25 minutes down the road, it's really not that far. And so I really have no excuse not to come and see you more often. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's really it's not that far. Yeah. You know, it's just maybe not like uh, I'm three minutes away from your house. You know, you'd be driving to my house where you where you are. It'd still be like by the time you got there, it'd still be five to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be. And, yeah. and I was literally, you know, four or five kilometers away, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I could. I used to ride my bike over to your place without uh, yeah. without much difficulty. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah but no, I mean, I'm glad you're. About it. Yeah. You're five minutes down to the highway, and you're twenty minutes on the highway. And you're five minutes off the highway, not even. Yeah. You're there. Well, no, I think it's great that you found a pretty neat little spot out there in Grimsby, and yeah. uh, it uh, it it works for you, and there's no question about it. So what's going what's going on for you next? What's next? I mean, you're you're, you're going to continue to work real estate, obviously, but are you what are you are you staying in the Oakville market, or I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. You work whatever market, I guess, eh? Well, I I haven't changed any markets from what I had before. Yeah. Because I'm still doing all the things I'm doing regarding the business in those markets back closer when I was, you know, back at Oakville. But what I have done is because now I'm in Grimsby, I've opened up the door and expanded my website marketing to now include Stony Creek, East Hamilton, Grimsby, Beamsville, Lincoln, and started covering the areas out this way. Right. Right. Because why wouldn't I? I mean, yeah. I mean, if I go 15 minutes either way, you know, or let's just say we go 25 minutes back to Oakville, if I go 25 minutes the other way, I'm in Niagara Falls. So why wouldn't I go all the way to Niagara Falls? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've done business already in Niagara Falls in the past when I was living in Oakville. And I've gone all the way to, done, I've done business in Peterborough, which sounds crazy, but, you know, I've gone from that distance Peterborough to Niagara Falls. It's quite an area, not really, that, when you think about it. Not, not the desired distance. I want to always travel. But, you know, business calls you. I mean, I had a client that was in Burlington that ended up getting our place out this way, actually about 200 meters off the border of Lake Erie. Right. And uh, inland yeah. quite a bit. Is that near Shirkston? Shirkston Beach area? On the way. On yeah. the way, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I was uh, visiting a friend out in Shirkston Beach area, and I could not believe how close that was. For you, for years, I used to think, "Oh my God, that's going to be like a uh, you know a couple hour drive. I'm not going out there." And uh, yeah. and then uh, just last uh, last year, I took a jaunt out there, and uh, I was door to door, fifty five minutes, uh, under an hour. So I mean, you can't beat that either. Like you're you're in Lake Erie uh, in under an hour, so not bad. Yeah. Yeah, well, we get spoiled, I think, with everything so close that when you start looking at things that are, you know, 45 minutes or 50 minutes or an hour away, we think that's like a big ordeal. Yeah. When reality is, that's nothing. I mean, people drive an hour to work every day home and back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and now that people are, this has opened up the opportunity for a large segment of the population to work remotely, that's going to change the dynamic or improve the dynamic for real estate, I would imagine, because now people that wouldn't normally look out into those areas because of a commute might just do that now. So that's got to help the market. You know, it could drive that expansion even quicker. Yeah, for sure. And it, was it you that was telling me that the GO train, you think, will will expand out to Niagara Falls at some point or out that way? Oh, it's underway right now. It definitely is going to end up in uh, Niagara Falls. It's all planned out. And they basically, you know, there's a, the next closest main station here uh, in Grimsby, you know, my cutoff, the one before it is Casablanca. So Casablanca has a main station cutoff for the GO train already. Right. So if I was a commuter, I would go one cutoff up, which, for argument's sake, it's less than a five-minute drive from where I am. Okay. And the GO station's there, and I could hop on the train and go to Toronto and go to work if I needed to. That's pretty good, yeah. Wow. Right. So it's it's pretty much there already. But yeah, so you're going to see lots of expansion out towards your direction, that's for sure. Uh, what? So other than, obviously, I know you're into the music in a big way, and I mean, it's not just... Uh, you know, messing around in your basement recording and, you know, mixing in stuff or maybe some rock material or whatever your genre that you're working on. It's not just that. I mean, you 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 sing karaoke and, I mean, you can sing all sorts of types of music and you're very much into the karaoke. It's not just a something you not like. It's not like me going up there and just trying to rattle off a song. I mean, you 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 know what you're you know your stuff. You know what you're doing up there. I, if, if there's a word, of, I don't know if there's professional karaoke, but if there is, you'd be it. But uh, but, but having said that, what, what is there? Is there any other things? I don't know, but it's kind of like you know. I should re- I should be really singing on a better venue with a group of musicians, but I'm not in a band and I don't have that venue. So my outlet is to go out and enjoy myself and have fun and belt it out at a karaoke. It's just maybe not what you'd expect at a karaoke. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So other than other than the music side, what other, what other passions do you have? Well, I used to love sports, but um, unfortunately, my back is not uh, agreeing with that anymore. So I played hockey. Most of my life, from, geez, I think I used to be three, four years old when I put the skates on, would go to the outdoor rinks to start skating. And uh, as soon as I could play in the league, I did. And I played uh, pretty much most of my life, all winter and all summer. Yeah. And, um, you know, just in the last, you know, last 10 years or so, it slowly has um, gone away as my back has gotten worse and worse. So 
kind of it's over now as far as the hockey goes and the sports and you know now I'm I'm just trying to enjoy uh, being able to walk without pain really (laughs) 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 you know I want to go to karaoke in a wheelchair but you know yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, the body does what it does. It's probably all those years of abusive sports that caused this, you know, so many years of rough hockey and football and all that stuff. I probably am paying the price for that. So what's what's next for you? I mean, you're gonna you're out there. You're setting. You're I think you're pretty like amazed how fast you got yourself set up since you moved out there. But I mean, you you look pretty nestled in there now and. Um, you're going to continue, obviously, to work. You're too young to retire. I mean, uh, yeah. is, is that just, is that the goal? Well, I'm going to keep working, obviously, in the real estate. I mean, that's something that's my livelihood, you know. Um, but as the, the backup passion, if it could be a backup replacement of income, would be maybe just keep writing songs and putting them out there. And I don't have to be the rock star that's out there traveling around performing them. But, you know, maybe along the way there's a popular song that people download and that makes some money or somebody buys it and produces it and it becomes uh, a hot, you know, a hot song for some other musician and make a piece of that and, you know, so... So if someone wanted to listen to your music, do you have a website yet that's built up for someone to go to and listen or...? I, I actually have to do that. Okay. It's one of the things that I've been... I mean, I don't have an actual website for this set up. I mean, right now I just play it with, you know, you and my friends. And yeah. I play it on my phone or I email it to you or whatnot. But, you know, the thought of that has been on my mind. But, you know, since the middle of this year and COVID's been a crazy, you know, this whole crazy year, the big the big thing of the change of the music was going digital. And the day that our office said, uh, we're closing down, COVID's here, don't come back. I went straight to Long McQuaid got my uh, digital interface machine <laughs> I do, I remember so that I could connect to my computer and I said if I'm going to be locked inside and this COVID thing is going to put us you know and I'm going to be like basically shut down from work or whatever the case might be I'm going digital with my music and I'm going to start writing all the material and doing it in digital domain and get a collection together and then expose that and so that was underway quite quite momentously for the first four or five months March, April, May, June, July. Then all of a sudden, I found out I was going to have to move at the beginning of August, and basically it shut that down as I had to really get quite active and busy at figuring out my life and where I was going to live and selling a bunch of stuff and then moving and then getting here and getting settled. You know, so there's about two and a half, three months that it took. And, uh, you know, August, September, October, November, I was in here by the, towards the end of October, and then it's really just been the last few weeks, three, four weeks, where I've been just getting back to the music. And literally today and yesterday, um, actually, I sat down a couple days ago and decided I haven't picked up my guitar and picked up a piece of paper and a pen and actually let some creativity come out. So I started working on a new tune. I got a new tune started to come out because I haven't done it in so long. There's there's some juices in there that need to, they need to get out, right? So I did that, and then I just upgraded my uh, digital system for recording in Pro Tools. I was using just Pro Tools first there because, one, I was getting used to Pro Tools, and Pro Tools first is no charge. Right. So I just downloaded Pro Tools, and I'm just learning what I can about that and the changes and the different things. And 
I was hopefully going to start getting some music. Because I had about four or five songs that are sitting there that I wrote this year, but I haven't brought them to the studio yet. Right. Well, right. I'll, have to, I'll have to I'll have to listen to some of this stuff when uh, when we yeah. get an opportunity. You haven't heard it. I don't think you've heard any of these songs that I'm talking about. Okay, these are all new. Eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what we normally do. I, I usually have you pick a song where we go out on the podcast and. Uh, but what I would like to do, I'm going to do it reverse this time because I already know the song that I want to play, and I'm going to end the podcast on Soul Free. But I'll let I'll let you pick the song that we'll start the podcast on, and so we'll do it the reverse. So, so what? And I know you you know a lot of music, and you're into a lot of stuff. So um, I'm putting you on the spot here to try and pick one song that you would like to be on this podcast. Your favorite song, whether I don't know if it's your favorite or whatever you want to pick. So you put you on the spot. Yeah, I know. I mean, I one song. And this is what, to start the podcast? Yeah. Well, one song to start the podcast. <laughs> I don't know, it's so hard because my, my mind in the last couple of days has been into my own music. So all the songs in my head are, uh, are my own music right at the moment. But do you, you, well, do you want to send me one that you've done and I can put that on? I could do that. Great. You send me a song that you'd like uh, me to play, and I will do that. All right. And this will be the Ste- this is Stevie B podcast, and it'll be a, a promo of Stevie B music. Oh, I love it. That would be <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I think we'll we'll wrap it up there, Steve. I I really appreciate you coming on the uh, podcast and uh, having a good chat, and uh, we will uh, we will get caught up. Uh, Hopefully before Christmas, and I get a chance to get out and see you again to have a few pops. But uh, in the meantime, I really do appreciate coming on, and uh, we'll we'll let our listeners uh, get a listen to Stevie B. Take you back. Okay, talk to you soon.